0: Okay. So, um, do we get what we put up with in life? Um, This topic's coming up a lot. Um, I um, was chatting to uh, someone in our Facebook group uh, this morning online, and she was saying about how she was dating a guy and she always paid for everything, always paid for everything. And she just had made the assumption that... um, eventually you know like she was just paying and and he'd pay her back and and the, it, she made the assumption that he would want things to be fair instead of looking at the reality that he was comfortable take take with it being a very one-sided she gives and he takes and she didn't realize just how much he was like that until the one time she forgot her wallet and he threw a tantrum and then later on found out that he earned about three or four times what she did. And yet she'd paid for everything for their entire relationship. And when she tried to talk to, her, to talk to him about it, he was so aggressive and hostile. Um, and the conversation that came up with her this morning was... Um, oh my God, I can't believe what i put up with for so long. And of course, I've taught him, I've trained him that he can use and abuse me. Uh, Now, this particular way was financially. It turned out he was also emotionally abusive. He was also venomous. He was also critical. He was also negative, all these other things. If somebody, it's a really good sign. People tend to be consistent. So people who um, use other people the entitlement, the belief system underneath the entitlement is, that, um, is basically a fuck you to everybody else. Um, now, this came up for me uh, today, actually, as well, because I have a family friend. Now, his father was really great to me 20 years ago when I left uni and gave me a job and was really sweet. But for years, this guy has used and used and used and taken and taken to the point where everyone else points it out. And, um, anyway, and, and I've talked to him about it and, you know, like he turned up at my house this morning and wanted a coffee and wanted this and then wanted, and then I went downstairs and he just helped himself, just stolen about $50 worth of stuff because he needed it for his new place and he hadn't even asked. And I was fuming and he was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. And he he didn't, he was astounded that I had, complained that he'd stolen from me. Now, he was like, oh, but, you know, they're mine. I'm, I I, I brought, I gave them, and he was just, bit, but I realised I'd set up this uh, dynamic between him and I where he'd, I'd felt sorry for him. So, I'd allowed him to use and take and, and take and take and take and take and take for more than a year, where, of course, he'd be shocked and horrified. He never kept track of all the times he'd gone out with a group of our friends. Now, on about 10 occasions, he'd gone out with groups of our friends, we'd go to the bottle shop on the way to a party, etc. Everyone would buy alcohol, he wouldn't contribute a cent. We'd ask, Do you want to buy anything? Nope. Nope. I'm good. And then he would proceed to drink everyone else's alcohol. We'd get to the party. We didn't have any alcohol. Um drink because he drank it all, and we'd go, why didn't you buy alcohol? (laughs) Because he just seems to think that taking. Now, his excuse is that he's broke, but he was earning a lot more money than the people he was taking it from, and he was always using, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, Um, and he was astounded when I finally commented on it, you know, you you know, you always you borrow things and you never return them, you never replace them, and so I just put a, a, a kibosh on it now. Across the board, this guy is selfish and thoughtless and ungrateful and uses people across the board. It's just not financially. And that tends to be the case. So he always uses people. He always, in conversations, all he does is talk about himself. Um, He takes it, he sort of, he'll go, oh, I'm going out here because they pay when I go for lunch with them. Um. And I'm astounded that he has friends. I'm astounded that he has friends because a woman, women would hold each other accountable for this. Now, this guy also says to him, everyone, he's such a nice guy, he's a social justice warrior. Oh, he's so amazing. You can't believe girls keep breaking up with him because he's the nicest guy anyone's ever met. And I just think of the 20 or 30 of my friends who've met you, on half of those occasions they have commented that you've turned up and, and either turned up walked into a room and dominated the conversation about yourself uh, and like wow <laughs> he doesn't even he doesn't even realize that, um, We don't know you and you've come in and demanded attention for your drama and ruined the atmosphere and helped yourself to our alcohol. And everyone else seems to, you know, the oblivious person. He's the the epitome of the oblivious person. Now, are we all oblivious in some way? Absolutely. We've all got a massive blind spot. Um, But when I finally today said, you know, on more than 50 occasions, you've walked in the door and helped yourself to my coffee – more than 50 times and never once brought any, replaced it, never once. On more than 50 occasions you've helped, you've gone to my, you've you've come over when we've been having dinner and helped yourself to half a bottle of my tequila at a time or half a bottle of vodka at a time and never ever once replaced the tequila or vodka despite the fact that the tequila cost $90 and on Probably five or six occasions he's come to my house and dr- without asking if it was okay, without having the decency to ask, he's just made this assumption that he can take. And when you have to go out and replace something six or seven times, it get it wears very thin. Um, mind you, there's a great quote and it's that if you really love someone, um, nothing they do annoys you because you just adore them, and that just becomes part of them. If someone already annoys you because they're intolerant, they uncaring, they don't give, they don't care about you, they're, they're self-absorbed, or they're just not a nice person, then the saying is: if so, if you don't like someone, just the way they hold their fork will annoy you. And I think this is the thing. Nobody's ever given this guy a copy of that how to win friends and influence people book. No one's ever taught him that what he what he really really needs is to show other people that he cares. Show other people that he has because he's so he walks in and he's so self-absorbed and he's so and if you dare to speak about if you have a conversation with him for 3 hours, he will repeat the same five petty minutiae uh, incidents from his own life over and over again, but he never has the decency to say, hey, how are you doing? If you dare to speak about something that is not about him, he will look at his watch, he will walk away, he will demand the conversation turned back to him. He doesn't lose his temper, but that's that behaviour shows people that you don't give a fuck. And when you do that enough, then people realise you don't give a fuck about them, so why should they care about you? Um, back to that book that, I think it's Dale Carnegie, is it? It's a famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. When I was at uni, it was a really, really funny guy, completely different guy. And for his 21st, everyone bought him a copy of the book. And so we insisted he on, we bought him real presents as well, but it became hilarious. He got like I think it was 20 copies, but maybe it was only 10. Um, In all of unwrapping his presents for his 21st, he kept unwrapping, you know, present, present, oh, another copy of the book. And I think it was one of our core subjects required textbooks. I think we all had a copy of it anyway. And that's somebody came up with this brilliant joke, probably Duncan came up with this brilliant joke to um, all give him a copy of How to Win Friends and Influence People. But he knew he was being a smartass. This guy's oblivious. And I've got a family member who's like that as well. He's just so, by the way, these two guys are friends. Um, this guy and my brother are friends. So they can't work out why they have so few friends. And the friendships they have are superficial. They're drinking buddies. They're people they do um, cocaine or do drugs with. Um, by the way, anyone who still has... Cocaine habit in their forties needs to snap out of it and grow up. Um, But they they hang out with each other and they drink together, but they don't have a healthy, caring, nurturing relationship dynamic. Um, I finally, when he stole from me today, when he came over and just helped himself to a whole heap of my belongings today because he needed them, I finally put my foot down, and it was the end of the friendship. And I realised, okay. I've tolerated this for way too long. Um, Will he learn from it or change? Absolutely not. He sat there this morning drinking my coffee. Um, Look, the coffee only costs a dollar. It's the the lack of consideration. It's the fact, it's the assumption that he can just take. It's the assumption that he doesn't have to provide anything. Um, Does the dollar matter? No. Does the fact that he doesn't have the decency to ask matter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, if I really adored him, would I care? If someone came, if someone I adored came to my house and wanted a coffee, would I care? Not at all. Um, if they came to my house and they acted like my friend, would I care? Not at all. But my lung, love language is acts of kindness and kind words. Now, this guy doesn't hit either of my love languages. So he doesn't do any kind words. Um, in any way, because all he does is talk about himself. He doesn't, um, he also uh, doesn't do anything for anyone else. Um, so, in the same breath, he asked if I could, he, had, he wanted to borrow my car. And uh, initially, I was like, oh, of course, he won't even put petrol in it. Um, and because that's not what he does, he just seems to assume. But I, um, it, it's heartbreaking because he's not a bad person. He's actually not a bad person. He actually just I don't know why he doesn't know that it it just doesn't work in life. How can he get to be in your 40s and not know basic reciprocity and basic laws of um and laws of reciprocity are basic. You turn up to someone's house, you bring something. If you turn up um, and expect to be fed for free, you sing for your supper. Do you know what I mean? Like you come in and you you cook or you help. I remember one day he brought over a girl to my house and the two of them sat there and helped themselves to my wine without asking. And I was unpacking the dishwasher And he um, offered to help to show off to this girl and he didn't know where anything went. And I thought, all the times you've stayed at my house, you know, for over the years and you don't, you've never ever unpacked the... I had to throw a mini tantrum once because he kept just coming in, leaving coffee, leaving cigarettes everywhere and not even having the decency to put his coffee cup in the the empty dishwasher. Um, And... (sighs) Look, I I have seen that behaviour a lot with people in their 40s who've never had children or who've always been single. Uh, They've never had to negotiate getting along with other people. Um, If you've had children, you have to teach children manners. And the best way to teach manners to children is by example. So, I think that's where we get it from because We realise that if our children are horrible people, it's a reflection of where they learned it from, which is at home. Um, And also, if you're in a a healthy, loving relationship, you have to be caring and nurturing with one another. And so um, healthy relationships, you you have to be considerate of each other. So maybe that's why... um, maybe that's why maybe that's why maybe it just it's just a a byproduct of being single and never having to be considerate of anyone else and maybe you know i just need to only have friends or only spend time with people who have a matching love language to me which is acts of service and kind words or even one of those things because I feel so completely used by people, who, because I am such a nurturer, such a giver, because I will feed anyone who comes to the house, because I will do things like drive people to the airport and do things for people I care about. And then I end up feeling that they don't care when they never reciprocate. But it might just be that it doesn't occur to them, and probably it is. It doesn't mean they don't care. Um, And By the way, the people, um, one of my, one of my brother's friends years ago, um, she got attacked. She, she blacked out at a party and she got attacked and she posted about it on social media. She also rang the police and the guy didn't get charged even though there were witnesses and that was pretty horrifying in itself. But she posted about it on social media and she said to me, I've got 5,000 friends and yet you, the person who I hardly have seen since I was 18 years old, you were the one person who actually rang me and said, are you Okay what do you need? I'm coming over to make sure you're okay. She said, all of my social friends that I drink with, that I'm there for all the time, not one of them cared. Not one of them's a real friend. And that was stunning to her because she had just thought, I'm there for everyone else. If I need someone, they'll be there for me. And it wasn't until she was 36, I think, before she actually needed someone and no one was there for her and it knocked her for six. So, um, look, I, I think that this guy would consider me a friend. He probably does because I do everything for him. <laughs> um, and I think he'd be stunned. Uh, I think he was quite stunned today when I finally put my foot down. I think he was stunned back in October when he drank um all of my friends' alcohol at the party without asking and they cracked the shits and and said no. He was just stunned. Um, And maybe in his house um, growing up, you you just didn't need to ask and everyone just helped themselves and and who knows? Um, Who knows? But um, do we get what we tolerate? Yeah. If it happens once, you you set a boundary. If it keeps happening, um, you just... Don't associate with that person, or you just sort of each time you sort of firmly state. So people, people who push back on boundaries. Speak, uh, speaking of boundaries, so there are two types of friendships. I um I have some little quirks like everyone does. One of the things is when um, my ex was stalking me. Uh, for a long time, if I went to a cafe, I wanted to sit where I could see the entrance. Now, apparently that's quite normal for women um, who've been abused or threatened, or whatever. Uh, survivors of domestic violence or survivors of childhood abuse and uh, I'm both. Apparently, it's quite normal for those women to be on guard, to be hypervigilant. But one of the ways it manifests is wanting to sit with my back to the entrance. Now, I've got a couple of friends who are like, oh, I remember you like to sit in that chair. So I, I, I got here. Um, because I got here first, I saved us a table so you can see the door, which is so sweet. I mean, so considerate. Um, is it the end of the world if I don't get that? No. It just means that I'll be sitting, having coffee, feeling twitchy, um, and I won't remember why. <laughs> um, but a, a, a person who cares about your well-being will honour your boundaries if they're reasonable. If they're, I mean, sometimes people have boundaries just to be manipulative um, or they just have, have never had anyone. Sometimes they do it to test people. Um, but usually everyone has a little quirk. Hey, I particularly like something this way. A- and friendship is a negotiation. Supposedly we are adults. So supposedly we go, hey, I like this. Or, you know, if I cook dinner, will you do the dishes? Or if you buy the food, I'll cook the dinner. Or if um, can we split the bill? Or It's, it's dealing with other people should be negotiating win-wins, so, um, and it's, if it's not, if it's not a win-win, there are people um, like my brother who, not so much my brother even, but there are people who will bulldoze to get their way and think they've won and then complain that nobody likes them and somehow see that everyone else is the problem. This isn't referring to my brother, but um, there are lots of people like that. They think that bulldozing someone else into their way. And then there are people who are just oblivious, you know, and by the way, we're all oblivious, the blind spot thing. Um, I'm oblivious. I go with friends and they're like, oh, we <laughs> we expect that you'll want to, if we're going somewhere that has vegan food, that you'll want to share and taste everything you want to taste of my meal. We, we kind of expect that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but by the way, if you, if you say you don't share, that's fine. Um, but, um, you know, like, tell me. <laughs> don't rather than... And this is the thing, we say to each other, hey, tell me, tell me if it's not okay, tell me. Um, but we don't always feel like we can say anything. Um, I've had friends in the past who've said, oh, look, I didn't want to say, I, I offered to lend you, um, I don't know, an umbrella, but it was like a, that umbrella was sentimental to me and I was really nervous and I didn't want to say anything and I was really worried and now I'm really angry and, and they hey." Cheers to being uh, adult enough to own it, and um, and we, you know, we do this. We learn. You would. This is the this is the thing. At forty, your body starts to fall apart, but hopefully, your life skills can't start to come together. Hopefully, by the time you're forty, you go, wow, um, you know, like shit. I've made some stupid mistakes. I've there's some people I've hurt unintentionally there's some people that I should have gotten out of my life a hell of a lot sooner there are some people that are really beautiful that I didn't appreciate there are some people that are really toxic that I didn't recognize and um by the way there are friendships that even if you have little hiccups you can salvage simply by saying I'm sorry and I love you um, and that's probably what I need to say to this guy I'm sorry my love language is is this and I've just felt really violated for a long time and I haven't said anything. Maybe that's, you know, and maybe that's why he kept telling me I was a good friend was because I let him. I, and, and by the way, he thought I was a friend because I give so much to him and he probably assumed it was okay and, and it was okay until it wasn't. But that's the thing. When something's out of balance, givers will give and give and give and give until they suddenly need something in response. You know, there was one night with him. I was in a really sad place and he turned up and I needed someone to talk to and all he cared about was himself and some uh, just wanting to have a chat. That's fine. The first time it happens. But when this continually happens, when it's like you're never there for me, when I actually need you to be there for me, eventually givers reach breaking point and they just go, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, i'm I'm done, that's it, I'm done, because it's so out of balance. and And wouldn't it be awesome if givers all hung out with each other and takers all hung out with each other? Probably, would we learn? not so much. Do we learn by struggling and overcoming and reassessing and um, negotiating and interacting with one another, one another? Absolutely. So um, I feel like now I need to go and say to this guy, hey, I'm really sorry. I should have said something the first 50 times rather than bottle it up. <laughs> um, do I think you would have listened? No. No. But um, I don't think you're a bad person. I just felt used. And that's 95% to do with the old stuff, the old pain, the old trauma of people who did actually violate my boundaries. It's 5% you being the trigger. It's 95% my shit. And this just triggered my old stuff. And I'm sorry. And you know what? Hopefully, most of our friendship issues could be resolved with that. I'm really sorry. This upset me because it it, uh, triggered an old wound or it scratched an old wound. And that's it. And I'm sorry. And I should have said something. And I just, we assume that people get it. Like this girl this morning assumed that the partner that she was paying for every time, she assumed he couldn't afford it. So she didn't mind paying all the time. She assumed that, um, you know, he would pay his fair share. And neither of those things were true. Um, But I think the fact is, if you assume someone's a decent person, it's a reflection of you. And that's great. If you assume someone will do what's fair, it's because you do what's fair. If you assume... um, and, And my dad used to talk about this, people projecting... Just as we project that someone's honest or decent or whatever, my dad said always look out for people who think everyone's a horrible person. Always look out for people who think everyone's dishonest. Look out for people who don't trust anyone because it really is a reflection of them and their headspace and where they're at in what you think of others. Anyway, um, that's my two cents um, of rambling Two cents and nearly 30 minutes of rambling. But um, I think with what's going on at the moment, everyone's going, oh, Mercury retrograde. (sighs) Look, when the the Earth has magnetic shifts, of course it controls us. Magnetic shifts and the moon and the planets all interact. It controls the ocean's waves. We're 70 to 90% water in different parts of our body. It controls us. So when anything throws us off balance, think of it like having to readjust to get your footing and your balance on a ship. If you don't constantly adjust when you're on the ocean and the ocean's a bit rocky, you're going to be sick. Something's got to give. So um, when there's a lot of turmoil in the world, it triggers stuff, the same as they make jokes about weddings and funerals um, really bring up a lot of stuff in people and force us to reassess our lives. So I think that um, that's what's going on. Anyway, um, have a wonderful day.